thank you everybody for joining us again. Here we are at New Oils Podcast where we are loving on ourselves by healing. Today I have a very, 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 very strong special guest, Tiffany Frankos. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Francois. Francois. It's much prettier than that. I'm sorry. It's Tiffany Francois and she is coming to you live all the way from Cali and she has um, already introduced herself to me so I'm going to let her introduce herself to everybody else. Good morning Tiffany. Good morning. Good morning everybody. So happy to be here. I'm so excited. I've been like geeked out all weekend just waiting for this moment. Um, Coach Brown, you are amazing. I just have to say if you guys are not um, following her regularly on her Instagram, on her Facebook, listening to her podcast, you guys really need to get in tune with her. She is phenomenal and you will be blessed. I've been blessed in the short amount of time that I've met her. So I am Tiffany. Um, I am a mom. I'm a blended family. Uh, my husband and I have been married for four years. We have eight children together. Um, I am stepping into the coaching scene as a transitional wellness coach, which means I reach out to women. I help women are in the middle ground of their life. So going from being in one particular place to another place, that middle part is where I step in. So let's say, you know, you've been married and now you're walking through separation or divorce. I come in that middle place to help you through that transition because it's in the transition that we oftentimes get lost. So God has blessed me with the opportunity and the ability to be able to help women in that way. And I'm just really excited for what he's going to do, not just for me, but in the lives of the women that I reach out to. So I, again, I am happy to be here and so excited to see how this podcast turns out. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. I'm so glad to have you. I thank you for your high energy. I thank you for the knowledge that you're bringing for the women uh, that need to hear this information on my way in. I always pray before the podcast. A lot of people may say, well, you know, they don't open up a prayer. I pray before. I clear the way before. I set the tone before with the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, breaking those walls down and clearing things out that are not of God out of the way, out of the podcast. And in my prayer, I said to God, even if a young lady or a man hears one thing, you know, and it sets them free, let them just hear that one thing. So that's my prayer today, that out of everything we say, if it's just one thing they hear that changes their life, then it was worth it. It was definitely um, the journey that we wanted to take, that I want to take with this podcast is changing lives and turning things around for people. So today our topic is intentionally healing. How are we intentionally healing? Um, What does that look like? Are we even attempting to try and face intentionally healing? Because a lot of people feel like, well, I'm doing self-love. You know, last week's topic was, um, are you doing maintenance? Are you really, or are you digging in deep and really, you know, going into self-love? Do you know what that means or what that looks like? And I think that this ties in, like this is definitely a, a next step in your healing journey to doing it intentionally, waking up in prayer, waking up with meditation, waking up and setting the tone for your day. Um, and saying to yourself and praying with your family and just really um, walking forward into the things that God has put, you know, your hands to and the plan that he has for your life. So um, I have a few things that I'd like to ask Coach T if she doesn't mind. Um, and we're just going to jump right in. So 
the first thing I want to ask is, uh, do you, not you, but these questions are for, um, I guess it would be a sense of, you're, if you were speaking to a client, we'll pose it like that. If you were speaking to a client, um, what have they said or what do you say to them when they ask these certain questions? So do I focus on showing up for myself in the same way that I, that I show up for others? What would you say has been your experience um, with that? Do people, are people jumping in? Uh, do you see that? A lot with your clients are they just they're there already or is it something that they need to be pulled into or how does that look for you so on my end of it um typically they are like i said in that middle ground so they haven't even found that part of themselves yet mm. and so a lot of times i hear the struggle in being able to focus on showing up for themselves because of wherever they come from whatever transition they're working through they're used to pouring out to others and so when they do because i have been presented with that question they struggle with with that one word right there and that's focus being able to focus on it sometimes when you're in transition you're focused on everything else but you and it's okay to focus on yourself it's okay to show up for you because in this transition in that state um, and season of your life you need to be your biggest supporter and so it's important that we learn all of us that we learn that it's okay to show up for ourselves the same way that we show up for everyone else why because we need that positive support you know what you bring to the table with others we need to bring that same energy to our own selves when it's our turn to walk through these life transitions um the way that we're doing it now and so um showing up for yourself absolutely i encourage it but it is a learned skill if that makes sense absolutely it is something that is definitely learned it's not something that you just uh you know jump into or something that you just naturally have you know it's something that you have to learn um i 100 percent agree with that i would also chime in and say that um when you pour into yourself you're investing in yourself yes. and when you invest in yourself then that shows god that you're showing up in the right manner and it changes your heart posture and then he shows up for you in a different way and when you take that step he gets to take 10 more because we all have to realize that this is a free will journey. And a lot of people are like, well, where is God? And they're not really looking in the mirror and saying, well, where am I? And how am I showing up for myself and so that God can show up for me, you know? So the journey is not an easy one, but ladies and gentlemen, please show up for yourself. And behind that, God is right there showing up for you as well. The next thing I wanted to ask was, um, do you find that people are willing to dig deeper? Like in that middle ground, they're being introduced to, maybe they're halfway there, or maybe they're almost at the finish line. Do you find that people are digging deeper with um, trying to intentionally heal, um, even when it doesn't look good or doesn't feel good sometimes, you know? Are people willing to dig deeper or are they kind of staying on the surface? Do you have to pull them in deeper? Um, it Well, obviously it depends on who it is that I'm engaging with, but I would say the majority um, also struggle with digging in deeper. Um, they come into these moments of transition already exhausted mm-hmm. from whatever it is that they've been encountering previously before I get to them. And so there has to be a redirection. Um, I give them wow. that space to go ahead and 
get them to the point where they realize God is the source. He's the only one that's going to get you through all the way through this. I can help you walk, you know, but he's going to be the one that's going to lead. He's going to be the one that's going to guide. And so I um, intentionally implement um, a God sort of establishment. And so I make sure that they know that it's good to rely on him and you need to dig deeper because who you were when you started this and who you are now and who you're going to be, it's ever changing. And so in order to really dig, in order to really grasp who you're supposed to be in this moment, you have to be willing to dig deeper with God. And so I would love to say that, yes, they just come in, they're just ready, and some of them are. Yeah. But the majority of them are not because right. sometimes the storm just really, it just kind of strips you, you know, of, of things that, um, so let's say, for instance, when it was my turn in one of my major life transitions, I went into it like, yeah, I'm ready, like, you know, I can do this, I got this, God's got me. And by the time I got to that middle ground, I was exhausted, I was, I was frustrated, I was heartbroken, and so sometimes when you get to that middle ground, you're like, you know what, God, I've come this far, but I'm, I'm so tired, I just don't even have the energy left, but, but, there's always a but, if you have that word planted inside of your heart, if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, he's not going to allow you to give up in that middle ground, but we still have to be willing to dig deeper. It's that word willing. You have to be willing to dig deeper with God because without him, we just don't survive it the way that he intended us to. That's right. Let's pull, let's stop right there. Let's park right there mm-hmm. where you said where you said to uh redirect. I think that that is so important. Um that people know that you need redirection in life. A lot of people yes. um feel like well this is where I'm headed it doesn't have to be or they feel like this is who I am it doesn't have to be a lot of people feel like um you know well my mom was this way or she went through this or my aunt struggled or this has been a a a reoccurring thing in my family but what you need to realize is in order for you to break generational curses there has to be a redirection and that is where coach Tiffany steps in as where any healing coach or any type of um you know, transitional coach steps in and helping you in redirection and that is the whole focus to showing you that you don't have to be that way. It's not one-sided. You do um, deserve reciprocity in your relationships and in um, what you're doing. And I, I noticed that with my clients, a lot of people face God the way they face their relationships in life. They see where they've been hurt, they see where they've been let down, they see where they had um, mother or father wounds, and they face God the same way. When it's not so, he is all-knowing, he is omnipresent, he is your first love, he knew love before you did. Um, And so, it's all about transitioning and redirecting and learning again who God is for you, who he is to you, and the relationship that you can have that is not based upon your past, but it's based upon where God is bringing you to and who you need him to be to you for such a time as this. And that is so, so important that you use that word um, redirection because that is the whole point. Um, The next question I had was, uh, how do you follow after the divine desires of your heart? And what I mean by that is um, a lot of people have their own will they have their own desires of what they want of where they'd like to go 
but I found that sometimes it takes trading in some of those desires for the ones that God has for you because we don't always know what we need or what we want, but God does. And um, I learned along the way that there are a lot of heart desires that I have that I can hold on to that God respects and that God does fulfill, but there are some that he wants to change. He wants to reroute and redirect again um, because that's not the way to go. God sees, he foresees everything. He planned out everything. He knew us before we were in our mother's womb. So we may want that man or we may want that house or to live in that state, but God is redirecting that desire to the right desire. That's his desire. How do you go about um, explaining that, not explaining that, but helping your client go in that direction? So what I had to learn um, in my own walk with God is, you know, the Bible talks about um, God giving us the desires of our heart. And I had to sit with God because there were some desires that um, just seemed as though he was not um, in agreement with, even though I thought they were amazing desires, you know. Um, and so I had to sit down with him one day and the Holy Spirit revealed to me, um, he, he kind of he put a different spin on that scripture for me and highlighted it in a different way. And he said, daughter, the scripture says, I'll give you the desires of your heart, which means I will tell you what it is you need to be desiring in this season. When you walk with him that way and you allow him to give you, not grant the wish or grant the desire, but actually give you, tell you, show you, reveal to you what it is that you should be desiring in this season, that's how you're successful. That's how you prosper. And so that's what I have to learn and that's what I encourage others to do. You need to sit down with the Holy Spirit and you need to ask him to reveal to you, Lord, what should I be desiring right now? Because if you're doing and asking and praying for what he has for you, then you don't miss. You can't miss. It's a guarantee. And so when we talk about giving those desires, you know, when we grow, when we're growing up, it's like, okay, whatever I ask for, God's gonna do it. You know, He's gonna He's gonna fulfill that for me. And He does, like you said, the, the Lord has a perfect will and he has a permissive will that perfect will is where we want to stay the permissive will is kind of like okay daughter you're asking me for this it's not my best but i'm gonna honor it but it does not come with all of the things that come with his perfect will so if we want to be in his perfect will then we need to ask him lord give me what i should desire tell me since you're the lord of my life tell me what it is i should be desiring in this moment do i need to be desiring to work full-time or should i be desiring entrepreneurship should i be desiring marriage right now or should I be focused on my singlehood? You tell me what I need to be doing now and then just trust God to work through, um, to work that through you and to bring it to completion. So that's what I encourage. Ask him to literally tell you what you should be desiring right now. Wow. Coach T, you're coming with some fire this morning. Wow. Um, I believe that you are tapping into all kinds of different <laughs> vessels that I didn't even see coming. Whoa. Um, what I'm hearing is people are still believing in exegeted texts. Yes. They're not seeing the clarity in what God is really saying. A lot, I think a lot of us, no disrespect to the church, I grew up in the church. I, I always say I was born and raised in the church. I wasn't actually born there, right? But it's just the same we all say um but i've been there from the time i was a baby and there have been a lot of times where we've been under leadership where they're exegeting instead of exegeting the text 
and they're bringing over their own points of view and they're not really leading people in the right way that God wants them to be led in and a lot of people grow up that way and there comes a point in your life where a coach or um, a, another leader or just someone who's mentoring you or, or you know motivating you comes along and shows you the right way that text is supposed to be executed um, and really redirects you in the way that things are supposed to go and I think that that's beautiful that you touched in on that because a lot of people are not and I myself love to touch on topics that are still sore for people and are still um you know fresh that a lot and that a lot of people are not touching because they're too afraid to touch you know and that is what God is calling his his people to do his disciples to do Touch those spots that are still sore. Touch, excuse me, sore. Touch those things that are still hurting people because that's how the healing happens. If you keep washing over it and sweeping it under the rug and ignoring it, change never happens. So let's address that the text has been executed. Let's address that people need redirection. That you don't have to live the way you're living. Healing is possible and you do deserve it. And that brings me to my next question. Um, how do you explain to someone that you deserve healing? So um, that word is always a sore spot for um, a lot of the people that I encounter, that word deserve. Mm-hmm. That's a hard wall to get people around um, because if they've come from backgrounds where there was emotional um, abuse or physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, things of that nature, if they were in a church and leadership, you know, crossed that boundary, if they were at work and their boss, you know, or other co-workers, you know, crossed that line with them and there's been damage, especially if it's someone close to you um, who has done that damage, it's hard for you to understand that you still deserve that healing because, well, if my mom, this is my mother, if anybody in this world is supposed to love me and encourage me and support me, it should be my mom. But if you, if you grew up in a house where your mother or father was harsh with you, if they were emotionally, you know, abusive or even physically abusive, sexually abusive, and that's your parent brought you into this world where you should feel safe, then it, it becomes hard for you to understand that you deserve anything other than what they've given you. And so, yes, we do deserve healing. Healing is our portion as a child of God. And so, he, because he's the healer, I don't see how he would be all of the healing that we need and not um, see us as deserving of having it. That would be unjust and unfair on his part, and he's not an unjust God. And so, we have to get to that point again. I'm going to use this word a lot. We have to get to that point in transition where we're able to separate. Like you said earlier, we start dealing with God the way that we've dealt with those who have hurt us or who have wronged us. And so, we have to get to that point of transitioning from associating God with them or associating God with that experience. And so, yes, you do deserve the healing before we even came into this world we were we were whole and we were healed already mm-hmm. already and then the things of life came and kind of touched that a little bit but mm-hmm. yes you were created created to be healed not broken mm-hmm. Wow. Not um, continuing the cycles of abuse and, and, and unworthiness and, and struggling with your self-image and your self-worth. You do deserve to be healed, but it's a renewal of the mind. Mm-hmm. That's 
where it starts. We have to be able to go back into our psyche, back into our past experiences and allow the Holy Spirit, ask him to come in and wash that stuff away. It's a lot of things we can do. You know, I'm at the altar every week and I'm doing Bible study and I'm doing all of these things. But if God doesn't go deep and get those fragments um, and those sediments that still kind of lay at the very bottom of who we are, we need to ask him to come and fluff that stuff up so that I can be brought to the top, to the surface, Mm -hmm. and then swept away by him. But that's the hard part is allowing him, like you said, to touch those sore places so that we can be healed. But if we don't go deep, if we don't allow him be on the surface into those underlying places, mm-hmm. then true healing can't come. So yes, do you deserve healing? Absolutely, but it will cost you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you really want true healing, there's going to be a dying, another dying process mm-hmm. that comes with getting to heal. Um, and so you're gonna have to go from, and this is no, um, uh, this is not said in a bad way, but you're going to have to, we are going to have to go from being a place of, of holding on to that. So we're going to have to what? Forgive. We're going to have to move from being a place and transition from a place from being a victim to being a victor mm-hmm. in this situation. But that requires you to let go of what happened. You may never get an apology for what happened to you, but is that apology or the lack thereof worth you missing out on your healing? So there's a lot of deliberation and a lot of decisions that have to be made in that middle ground in that transitional phase but if you are willing and and you truly desire that healing you just ask the lord i cannot do this on my own what happened to me was great and it was major i need your help to release this so that i can grab because what if god has uh, um if he has the healing for you and your hands are already filled with what you're holding on to from the past you absolutely cannot hold on to what he has for you so get in we have to get into a place where we understand that was wrong I did not deserve that. I don't care how many years, how long it lasted. That's not what I would deserve. I'm a child of God. I'm a man or a woman of God. I deserve love. I deserve respect. I deserve, you know, to be treasured and, and protected because that's how my father deals with me. That's how God deals with me. And so if you're battling, thank you, Holy Spirit, if you're battling right now with trying to figure out, do you deserve healing or not? I need you to get into a place, Coach Brown, and I need you to get into a space where you start to look at the characteristics of God. Because he's the one that created you. He's the one that formed you and called you into this earth. So we, so if we're if we're struggling to get to know if we deserve, we then we need to get to know God better. Because he's gonna show you how you should be loved. He's gonna show you what's wrong and what's right. What happened to you over here on this side is a result of dealing with human flesh, mankind. It's imperfect. It will cause hurt. But if you look at the characteristics of God and really, really come into the place where you accept that you're His then he will show you exactly what you deserve. And that is healing. My God, today, wow. Absolutely. You do deserve healing. And one thing that Coach T said was, you have to start to look at the mannerisms of God, not human mannerisms. And what is... What, what are the postures of God? What does his heart posture look like? Yes. Um, and what's the word I'm looking for? It's right there. Um, what is the temperament? That's the word. What is the temperament of God? Right? What is the temperament? Also, what is the temperature of God? What is he, what is he um, saying? What is he cultivating you in? Because we're all cocooning in certain ways and healing in our lives and what is the temperature in that cocoon 
Um, and once you realize where God's temperament is and what the temperature is, then you can really, really dig deeper into healing. Um, like she said, there is a, um, a, a price. There's a price that you have to pay for healing that comes with warfare, that comes with um, letting go of the desires that you used to have, that comes with letting go of addictions, that comes with um, letting go with the personal idea that you had of yourself. I know that there was a time where there was an idea that I had of myself that I needed to help everybody mm-hmm. and, not, and not help myself. There was a time where I believed where I needed to keep running around in these demonic circles, these demonic cycles, and not let go of you know people pleasing and things that other people wanted me to do and helping them instead of pouring into myself so that I can really be who God called me to be. And that's one of the largest parts of being healed is really digging and honing in on who you are so that you can be what God needs you to be for others because this is bigger than us right Amen. so um along with that i wanted to ask um digging deeper and getting to know you the you that god called you to be right um and i just briefly touched on what that looked like for me what does that look like for you for me
term. Uh, some people get into a place where they feel like, oh, I'm being, you know, um, self-righteous or I have false humility. That's what I'm looking for. False humility. It's not false humility when you take time and ask the Lord to really search you through. You're trying to be all that he's called you to be, which means you have to deal with that part too. And so self-reflection, although in society, you know, what do they call it? Self-care. That's what the world calls it, self-care. You know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But no, self-care really is working on that internal space inside of you and allowing God to shine his light in those dark places so that he can reveal to you anything that needs to be addressed so that you can walk in the authority that he's given you. My goodness, you're a firecracker, Tiffany. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> you know what? It's so interesting because if you if you meet me in person, I'm very calm and relaxed. It's mm. only until you say something that in regards to my children <laughs> or something that has to do with helping women heal, that's yeah. when the fire really comes out. But naturally, I'm very calm. You are crazy if you don't go over to her page. You are crazy if you're not on her Instagram, her Facebook, whatever social media Coast T has. You need to be on it and on it today. My goodness. Um, you said the spiritual laundry. Whoa. My gosh, that's a whole word in itself. That's another topic. That's a that's course. Spiritual laundry. My goodness. A lot of times we um are wearing dirty clothes and don't even know it. A lot of times we are walking around filthy with a smile on our face and don't even know it because we're not willing to dig deeper. We're not willing to, to start to really face God and really see what it is that we are deserving of. And I believe a huge part of that is um, to protect what he's given you. And by protecting yes. what he's given you, you got to clean it up. By protecting what he's giving you, you gotta dig a lot deeper. You got, like you said, you gotta dig to those places that are that are dark, that are dirty, because that's a part of becoming full circle and protecting what he's giving you, right? And when you start to do that, you start to show him, wow, I can trust her. You start to show him she does have humility, she does have integrity, she is worthy of serving my people, because there are a lot of people who are coaches. They're calling themselves Christian coaches, and they do not deserve to have their mouths or their hands or nothing near God's people because they have not really eternally dug down deep and done the work. They are actually bleeding on God's people because they are still bleeding. They've not never done the, the, the internal work that needs to be done, um, and I see it myself, not in myself, but I see it every day in people. Um, that are narcissistic and they're calling themselves leaders. They're still hurt and unhealed and calling themselves leaders. So we're not just talking from a point of view about clients that are, you know, um, everyday people or moms or doctors or lawyers. We're talking about leaders also. We're putting everybody in that category. That's a huge category that runs from healing. Um, I believe every good coach has a coach. And there are a lot of people who are pastors, who are leaders, who are running from healing. They've, they've gained this platform. Um, they know that they were called, but uh, they're really running from healing. And they, they, they see themselves as, um, for lack of words, they see themselves as arrived and that like they don't need healing. And I just wanted to, uh, someone needs to hear this. That's why the Holy Spirit's having me go here. 
Um, you need healing too. You need healing too. Yes, you have a platform. Yes, you're traveling the world. Yes, you have a family. Yes, you have... Um, hold on a second. Okay. So I really wanted to ask you next, um, how do we realize what voices don't matter? Um, that That's an amazing question. It has so many layers to it. Um, in my personal experience, um, I have a lot of voices, um, a lot of negative voices that I have to work through as a young child and then as a teen and even as a young woman and even now um, in full-blown womanhood, there are some voices that I have to contend with and we all do. Um, but I, I, how can I say this? Um, you have to, number one, realize that the only voice that truly matters is God's. Right. Um, next, the next voice that matters most is your own, but you have to be careful with that. If you're not in a healthy place, then you can't listen to yourself. And so we really have to be careful um, and make sure that we are up under the Holy Spirit. And sorry, this is bringing the emotions out. You really have to be make sure that you're up under the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to speak into you about who you are and really, really take on the identity that God has given you because as a, as a person who has battled it firsthand, you can be your worst enemy. Never mind everybody else. You can be your worst enemy. And so if you are fortified, if you are in a place of healing, then and then that's when all the other voices come into play and start influencing you. But if you are fortified and strengthened, if your mind is where it should be in the Lord, if your mind is renewed as we are taught, then it makes it harder for those other voices to matter because you already know Get on that potter's wheel, 
and allow him to get rid of those impurities, which are those other voices and those other things that were said or spoken over you, then there will always be a struggle and you will always concede to what others are saying. But in the meantime, just get on the potter's will. Easier said than done, but get on that potter's will. Once he starts working on you, you get into, into such a close proximity, into such a close space with him that you can't even hear them. You can't even hear those other voices. said it all. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Putting yourself on a potter's wheel yes. is, 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 is a must. You're not doing anything if you're not on it. You're not doing nothing if you're not on it. Uh, you can talk a good talk, you can post some good posts, but if you're not on the potter's wheel, you're really not doing anything. Um, my goodness. It, it, it's just a part of healing and not even just a part of healing it's a part of life yeah if you're not being remolded if you're not being reconstructed if you're not evolving every day if you're not changing and growing and turning into the person or the man or woman god needs you to be i'm sorry folks but you're just not doing nothing you know and to be completely honest with you i don't want to be around anyone who's not on it because where are you headed to? What are you really what are you really doing? Where is your focus at? You know, we have to continuously be shaped and molded and cleaned and fixed up and it's it's a it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing to chip away at that ego. It's a yes. daily it's a daily thing to chip away at the old you so you could be the new you. It's it's a daily it's a way of living. It's it's the only way to live. You know, a lot of people are listening to voices, and that's where you're going wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why the Holy Spirit gave me that gave me that uh, that question was because a lot of people are listening to these. They they've given their ear to the people. It's not like they're just listening to them. They've given their ear to them. Yes. This it's like a steady diet of this person telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, where you should go, and you're losing. You're losing. It's a losing game for you to give someone else your ear when the Holy Spirit should be the only one who has your ear. And whoever else gets your ears because the Holy Spirit said it's okay for them to have it. A lot of people are living lives where they're trying to lead it themselves, but you have to live a God-led life. You have to. Absolutely. it's, It's detrimental to your mental state of health. It's detrimental to your children if you're married, if you have a family. It's kind of like you're putting yourself in harm's way every time you're listening to these outside influences that God didn't call to your life. And that's exactly what you're doing. If we reflect back on our sister Eve's, that's exactly what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Someone else had her ear mm-hmm. more than the Lord had her ear. And that's how she was brought into a place of compromise. It's very important. Even like I said in the beginning, even if it's yourself, if it's you versus you, mm-hmm. you have to know when it's the Lord speaking to you and when it's yourself. And um, a lot of times when it's the Lord speaking, it's, it's not always that feel good stuff. So if everything you hear is feel good stuff, you're not hearing from God. And look what what Eve was called to. Mm-hmm. Eve was obviously called to women because she changed the trajectory to how things went. So whose ear are you listening to not even knowing who you're called to? Whose healing are you in the way of because of who you're listening to? That's so good. 
You know, like, we're called to nations. We're called to change the trajectory of how people view themselves so that they see themselves the way God sees them. We're called to women all across the nations to travel the world so that people can finally be free. They can have financial freedom. They can have freedom in their relationships and freedom, most importantly, in their minds. And if you're called to something so huge and you're not looking outside of yourself, then you'll never look in self and get the healing and listen to the voices that you're really supposed to be listening to. Absolutely, sis. So, um, I think that out of all the questions, I think that this question is one that people are still living in, inside of. They're still listening to those outside voices um, and not really getting what they need. Because I, I teach my son, he's 14 years old, but I teach my son 